Message from a Village in a Swamp. One of the great things about Amazon, and yes, there are also bad things about Amazon, for a writer is that your books can be found by almost anyone in the world, that is, with an internet connection. I have received emails from people all over the world. Usually they are generally nice and mention how much they enjoy my books. It always gives me a strange feeling thinking about someone in Russia, Vietnam, or China reading my stories about New Mexico or Oklahoma City. I recently received an email from someone in a village in a swamp, her description, talking about the artist she lived with for 45 years. I do not have her permission to convey the whole email. It is especially poignant when she reflects on her life with her creative artist partner. But I think a small excerpt about her house will be okay to share. In a normal house, I suffocate. Everything is according to numbers and plum rules and nice paint. Here I can look around and see the wood growing old, feel from which direction the wind blows, meet the first little buds on the vine which crawls in through the roof, see the tiles get dark from moisture when the water is high. This village is in a swamp. Water level is just a few centimeters below ground level. Nothing around me is straight or square or without life. It is a great place for creativity. I believe this woman knows more, much more about a creative life than I do. I love the way she described her home and her creative world. I function in spaces that are accommodating to my needs but have little emotional connection. A great place for creativity suggests a whole different connection between artists and the artist's work. When I was young, living in a very non-creative environment in Oklahoma City, my dream was to move to Santa Fe, New Mexico and become an artist. I think the actual dream was to become a world-famous artist. Maybe that is the problem with many creative people. They want recognition or maybe money as much as they want to create art. The woman who wrote the email described her life with a great artist who spent his life creating art for himself. That is her description, a great artist. The tenderness in the email conveyed great love and a sense of respect. She did indicate he found international fame once his works were made public. I'm a creative person, so naturally I turned this one-page email into a whole wonderful story of beautiful people who have lived a life of accomplishment while being mostly anonymous. Love of art, love of life, love of place, human love, all existing in a village in a swamp. Well, true confession time, I'm not moving to a village in a swamp to awaken my creative mind to a whole new perspective on my art. I will continue to reside in my comfortable multi-computer high-speed internet world in Denver, Colorado. I admire the lady who wrote the email. I admire her devotion to her artist companion. I admire her understanding of life that I cannot even contemplate. I admire her obvious courage, her obvious intellect. And I wonder why we still have such massive hostilities to people who are different than ourselves and fail to see the common traits of love and caring that make us all humans. 
Our amazing ability to connect with people all over the world and share our humanness seems to be driven more by hatred than love. Let's hope that our common connections can override our suspicions and biases, and we can find the wonderful human connections of love and respect. Artists, rather than tyrants, need to have more say in how we function as people. We all have much in common. We just need to open our eyes and hearts to these real connections that matter, even if our village is mostly concrete and our house is mostly common.